Yeah, I'm going to need you to stop creating content, blog posts, videos, even Instagram posts that aren't actually doing anything for your business because you don't have time to waste and your customers, well, they're eager to buy if you can get them to pay attention. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Donster here of katedonster.com, and I am super excited for our interview today. Before I get into that, this episode is sponsored by the Back to Business Bundle, which is currently going on till March 11th. That is Friday, 2022. So if you're listening to this in real time, you definitely want to scoot on over to backtobusinessbundle.com. It'll be the first link in the show notes for everyone because there is a, going to be a very limited amount of time where you can still get access to all of my newsletter templates, to Trello boards, to our group coaching starter pack, which I've absolutely loved from Jordan, who we had last week on the podcast. We also want to have on starting to sell digital planners and digital courses and Pinterest and Instagram and YouTube. Like we have so many. And this year, because we have so many gifts, including our lifestyle slash fun category, because I wasn't quite sure what to call that bad boy. We have actually done it where after you get to, I don't know, I'd like to call it the gift mall page. You are then going to be able to hyper junk to the section that you most want help in, or you can just be like myself and scroll down all of it a couple of times to see what courses you can use to further your business or your life in 2022. So in this week's episode, we are going to be interviewing one of honestly the top picks from all the bundles that we've ever done. And that is Naima from Naima.co. And her free gift is all about creating content that converts. It's about taking ideas and putting them into post blog posts, et cetera, that's actually going to get your ideal customers to pay attention. So in this interview, we are going to talk about, you know, if you don't have that much time, what should you be focusing on? We're going to talk about some old school marketing terms that I really do think everyone should know. Things like problem aware, situation aware, and just so much more. I mean, I could talk to Naima forever and I know that we're definitely going to have her on the show again because she's one of my absolute favorite whip smart people on the internet. Like, I cannot stress this enough. And if you're listening after the back to business bundle, do not worry. There's going to be a link down in the show notes where you can get a different freebie from Naima. It's still amazing, still excellent, high quality. It is just not going to be her ideas to sort of profit mini content kit that she put together for the back to business bundle. So that's enough for me. Let's go ahead and start creating stuff that's not just wasting our time. All right, my inbox besties, besties, as you heard me gushing in the intro, which I definitely had to cut down because I could talk about how amazing Naima is for literally ever. Uh, Naima, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and let us know what your pronouns are? Uh, my name is Naima Sheikh. I'm a she, her. Do you see my pronouns are she, her, and I am a business strategist, digital consultant. Um, pick, you know, any kind of word suit, but what I focus on is systemizing and automating the process of creating and selling digital products. So that's what it is in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and you have an amazing community called Beach. I know that is your paid mastermind slash membership. Um, do you still have your free Facebook group as well? 
I do. The thriving multi-passionates. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we still hang out in there, you know, our Friday jumping around points. And yes, I do. Oh, that's so awesome. So I could literally talk to you about anything. And those of you guys who have gone to the back to business bundles in the past, you know, that Naima just gives like the top notchiest gifts ever. I have to say, and she's always one of those ones where she's like, well, what do you need covered? And I'll just fill in the gaps for you. So you really are that multi-passionate entrepreneur, which is why I wanted you to bring up the Facebook group because she literally can do it all. So I don't think that people have to niche super, super, super down all of the time. It can be a little bit of a jack of all trades, but you do kind of need that, at least that one thing that everyone knows you're good for. So before we go ahead and start talking about content and actually making content that counts. So you're not just honestly wasting your time. Truly. Could Mm -hmm. you think back to a moment in your business, whether it's been recently or when you first started out or in other iterations where you thought to yourself, I don't know, I might just want to go get a real job. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Actually the multiple points, but the one time that I, um, that still actually shakes me a little bit to my core was the time that I, um, I promoted a webinar, like a um, hands-on workshop forever. And all these people that were supposed to be showing up and it was, you know, everyone was excited. I'm like, oh, this is going to be amazing. I'm going to teach. And then I'm going to tell them about beach. And then I'm going to get one of those, you know, when I'm like, oh, so-and-so joined. Oh, welcome. You know, one of those things that they do at the end of the webinar. And I started my workshop and nobody came. Literally no one showed up. And I was just like, okay, so I've done all of this pre-work. I've done all of this pre-launch. I've worked with all of these people and no one came. And it must be because everybody's thinking, you know, a webinar is just blah, 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 by my thing. Um, Turns out, and and that was actually that moment that I thought, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to go back and like do one-to-one client work and forget digital products. (laughs) This is just not going to work for me. It turned out uh, I had the wrong time. Oh man, the wrong time for my own (laughs) webinar. I mean, that's just ridiculous, just ridiculous. Um, And lucky for me, somebody showed up 20 minutes. I mean, I still went through my content, still, you know, kind of like because I was recording and I thought maybe someone's going to show up late. And it, yeah, I was an hour early. So there you go. That was my. So did people come (laughs) when it was supposed to be? They did come, they did show up, and it actually ended up being one of my most successful launches that year. Um, (laughs) So by the time they did show up, I'd gone through most of the thing and then started over. Um, And it actually made my presentation that much stronger because I thought no one's coming. I'm like, oh, there's all these people here now. (laughs) Yes. So that was my worst. (laughs) So what were you thinking? Just like, I, I suck at this. Like, I can't do this anymore. Oh yeah, my goodness. Yeah. Like all of those I mean, negative thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. You just think that everyone's just been paying lip service, you know, and why? And then I'm like, do you know, when you get that guilty feeling, how many times did you RSVP to a webinar and not show up? I'm like, yeah, but I'm different. <laughs> they should come to my thing. <laughs> Right. Or if you're like me and you so, sign up for a webinar, but you know damn well that you're only going to watch that replay. You know, right. Exactly. That's another reason why I work to this kind of content of saying you can't just, people don't have time. 
they don't have time. You don't have time to create, you know, a lot of content that's just like placeholder. And they don't have time to sit through something that is not directly relevant, super specific, and has a job to do. Um, so, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. And so I think that it is a badge of honor for everyone. To, I don't want to call it a flop. Not that I want to put that limiting belief in everyone's head, but I don't think that you are a true bred entrepreneur, specifically an online entrepreneur, until you have done a webinar to no one or one person or everyone's like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy this. And then nobody shows up with cash. They just, yes. so, and you're like, what? Like, if you don't have one of those, you haven't tried enough. <laughs> Like, couldn't agree it. more but so, then we survive it you yeah. know mm-hmm. right I got asked the other day on Instagram if because it was the anniversary of me being unemployable and I got asked like if you had to have a real job what would it be and of course me being a like game show host I'm like that's a real job <laughs> I'm like I think it would be great I'm like I guess a librarian so I can shush people but it's just so interesting when we think about that and I know myself and I definitely know your community is glad that you did not give up. And I loved that you went forward even as nobody because you could have repurposed that webinar into other things. So, mm-hmm. and you've got that great practice and then it went well. Oh, that's so exciting. So I really love even what you were saying when you were sharing your job story is that you don't have enough time. And so you don't want to waste your time and people don't want to waste their time. So for the members of Beach and all of the other amazing programs you have, do you have like a framework to figure out like, what content should I be creating? How should it be? Like, does it matter where I'm posting it? Like, I know that's a big loaded question and we're going to talk a lot about it, but I think that people constantly get on that hamster wheel. So what is yeah. sort of a framework? Cause I know you've got frameworks. I know you do that. You take people through <laughs> when it comes to creating that content that converts and that actually pushes your business forward and doesn't make you feel good just for checking off a box. Yeah. So, so the first thing that, that I'm going to prefix this whole thing by saying that before you start getting into any kind of content, the first job is to actually have an offer that sells. Because if you don't have that offer, you don't have somewhere to drive them to, it's sort of like, um, you know, going to the grocery store and there's that person handing out samples and you taste the sample and you're like, oh, this is good, but they're not available to buy. You know, so if somebody actually likes the sample and they're not able to continue to buy the thing, then you've basically wasted the time, the sample and all of that because you don't have anywhere to actually complete that journey. So whenever they start to get into this whole, oh, I'm going to do my content calendar, I say, where's your sales page? <laughs> and they go, um, I, don't have, I don't have a sales page. And I'm like, well, then you don't need to be creating any content unless you have a draft sales page so we know where you are bringing these people into the initial point and having a sales page. That's the first piece of the framework. The second piece is we know that every single content piece has a job to do. And um, if we put it in the, you know, the, the, the marketing frameworks and the sales frameworks, then it's moving someone from being unaware to problem aware, to then being solution aware, to broad product aware, and then you aware. You're just kind of like moving them along that line. And in English, it basically just means At every step of the way, if you think about that content in terms of being progressive, like um, um, VIP ropes that you're opening for them to get into there. I mean, I know you say that a lot on your podcast, that it's a privilege to be on the list. 
uh, it's a privilege to get to work with you. It's a privilege to get to come and get your products. So it's not like buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing. It's the other way around. It's are you eligible to buy my thing by progressively qualifying them along the line? Because if they don't have the problem that you know how to solve, they have no business coming looking at your stuff. If they're not interested in the kind of work that you do, in the kind of solution that you offer for that particular problem, then again, they have no business being in your funnels or in your emails and so on. I mean, by having that specific kind of solution is um, like someone who's trying to get healthy and there's different ways of approaching that. There's nutrition, there's exercise, there's um, meditating, there's fasting, right? So if I know that I'm looking to, I don't know, um, get more muscly, right? And, but I don't want to go to a gym, then I probably want to talk a lot more about having workouts that don't require equipment versus being super competitive, like our young Kate here in lifting. <laughs> and one heavy stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So you have to have some content that helps them know that they are on the right path. So um, I would be completely turned off if it was a gym thing, whereas I might go for body weight thing if that's my thing. So even though you are providing a solution, it's also good to know within your content um, the way your solution works and what kind of process it has without obviously giving the house away and so on. So that's the third part of it. And finally, Ask you a question. Yeah, we'll, please. Get, we'll get to content in a second. I've got a couple of questions because your framework is mm-hmm. fantastic. So the first question, and I heard that you list these literally yelling at your phone and you're like, but what if I don't have an offer? So what do you, cause I know that you work with business owners. Usually they're a bit more established in their expertise, but if somebody doesn't quite know their thing yet, and maybe mm-hmm. they're trying to create content to get there, do you still suggest that they at least have an inkling of an idea of where they're going to send people to like, or how do you handle that? If you don't have that offer even conceptualized, so then you can't even have a sales page on draft. Oh, that's such a great question. And we talk about this um, uh, quite a bit. Um, I have a, a, like a baby course called offers um, called offer one-on-one. So instead of going from ideal client avatar, which is what, where a lot of people will start. They'll start with a niche or they'll start with an avatar or who, who's the kind of person that you want to serve and you know get those people on your email list and then talk to them and ask them what they need and then you create a solution. That for me is a little bit long and I'm probably going to lose interest halfway through that. So instead, you know, the multi-passionate head in me does it the other way around. I start with what is something I know how to do? And before the passion brigade says, yes, but if I, that's what I wanted to do, I would just get a job. It's like, no, you've got to start with something you are good at. Because I know many of us would just as soon hang around on Canva and make template, pretty templates and sell them on Etsy all day long, right? But um, maybe we're not really good at that. So you start with your skill, something that you are skilled at. And then you take that and you, you then, uh, from there, brainstorm what kinds of things can you do with those skills, uh, so and that might be maybe you are good at writing, so maybe you'll come up with a bunch of um, email templates. So you're good at writing, so maybe you want to do blog posts. You're good at writing, maybe you do social media or whatever. You're good at writing, you create bios. So there's lots of so you take that base skill and say, what can I do with that? And then once I know what the outcome of that skill is, like what is a tangible outcome that that comes to, then we look at the next thing and say, who needs this kind of thing? So if I'm doing bios, 
It might be, this is someone who's pivoting, or this is someone who has worked in corporate and is now looking to work online, or it is someone who's changing from uh, being a nutrition coach to being a manifest, a money manifesting coach. You know, the basics of the life coaching are still the same, but they're kind of like adding this little nuance to it. So, and then once you know who needs that kind, who could possibly have that, then you craft your offer around that. You don't even have to create the offer, but after you do this exercise, you must create the sales page because if you can't have a sales page, you don't have anything to sell. <laughs> so that's the process that the I go time. through. Mm-hmm. I love that process. First of all, I just tell people about the sales page all the time. That's what I tell my students. I'm like, before you do, even you write the course, before you create that slide, before you go into Canva, because like you said, it's the fun part going into the Canva to make stuff. I'm like, you need to have the sales page because it is going to help you narrow in what to actually even put in the course because you know where you're trying to get people. And I love that approach that you take instead of thinking of your ideal person or your muse or whatever everybody wants to call them. What can your skill set actually do? And we just had last week, we had talked to Jordan, who is also in the back to business bundle. Again, guys, it's going on right now. And you got two days left if you listen to this in real time. Back to businessbundle.com, everyone. And what she, she was just trying to be like a general business coach, general business coach. And when she leaned into her operational skills, she got booked out in two weeks. She's like, I was ready to throw in the towel, but she yep. was a COO basically in all of her nine to five jobs that she had had. She was really great at this organizing thing. People need integrators as the, the cool kids call it from reading traction. And when she was an integrator <laughs> for hire, everyone scooped her up. So I love how it's actually looking at your skill set. Don't belittle it, everybody. I know we think, oh, well, it's easy for me. So everyone should be able to do it. No, no. There's somebody out there that that needs you to either create their fire or tame their fire. (laughs) That's the way we like to talk about it. So I love that approach to you've got an offer. At least we kind of know, we've known the people that are going to help with our thing that we've got. Now you had mentioned a little bit um, in step two, you had talked about people being like, problem aware, solution aware, you aware. Could you go ahead and just break that down just a tiny bit more? And I think that that's going to kind of get us into the different types of content and when we should be creating and how much. Yeah. So what happens is when we say someone is problem aware um, or solution aware or unaware, what I'm really talking about is if I'm walking around with a headache, and by the way, this happened when I was in my 30s, I always had a full bottle of Advil in my bag because I got headaches all the time. And in my head, that was normal. You know, it's like hormones or whatever. You were supposed to have headaches every other day. It never occurred to me to look at the root cause of the problem. So if someone had come to me at that time and said, um, you know, you need to look at what you're eating because there is something that is not agreeing with you and that's what's causing your headaches. So if someone came and talked to me about nutrition, I'd just go like, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm fine. I don't need a nutrition program. You. I'm good. Yeah. Just like, just like go away. I don't want to talk to you because I'm not aware of the cause. And this is part of the problem. And in, in when people create content, they talk about the cause and they talk about the solution but their person doesn't even know they have that problem. So if you continue to talk to me about Advil, 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 I mean, I might go for that because I'm just considering that, that I think I have a headache. But if you talk to me about nutrition, I'm not gonna listen because I don't think that's the problem I have. Um, so you wanna go after people who are aware 
that they have the problem that you know how to solve. For example, I am not getting any traffic to my website or um, um, people are coming to my sales page and they love my lead magnets, but then when it comes time to buy, they're not buying. Okay, so that's a very clear problem that they have articulated. But if they're simply going around thinking, I think online business doesn't work for me, that's too, so when you try and talk to that group of people who, do, who are not aware of a specific problem that they have, it's that much harder to get them to then come down to the, the rest of the content. So your content needs to be either aimed at illustrating that the problem they think they have may not be it, like me with a headache in the Advil, or they already know that they have the kind of problem that you know how to solve, which is someone who's problem aware, who knows, I think I'm eating something stupid and that's why I'm getting the headache. I wonder if there is a system that can help me identify that substance that's causing that, that's being problem aware. Being solution aware would then be, yep, definitely a food intolerance. It's nightshade vegetables, true story. It is nightshades for me, I can't eat any of that stuff, which sucks because I love tomatoes. Um, and out of curiosity, this, did you also have eczema? Because uh, if you've got I, eczema, like skin rashes, if that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I break out, see this redness yeah. right here? <laughs> now I know who's been eating tomatoes yesterday. I learned yes. that from one of our former guests, Andrea Thompson, who did Scratch Me Nots. Oh. I'll put a link to that. That was like a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. It was a great episode. And it eczema gets flared up by that. And when you said, it, I'm like, that's the only reason why I know that. My truth. Oh, my gosh. You, you learn all kinds of things in a podcast, Kate. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, so then so being, being solution aware would be knowing that I need to limit, you know, consumption of these things. Um, and, I'm, and I'm already good with that specific kind of, of solution because a solution could be avoid them or it could be here is a diet that won't hit the max that will trigger the, 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 the allergy or the, the intolerance, or it could be um, like a Bino, you know, people who want to eat like a lot of lentils, but don't want to get like whatever that, 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 that abdominal discomfort. So instead of preventing it, you medicate it, right? So different types of solutions. So then that's what someone who's solution aware would be. Um, so those are kind of like the three different gotcha. buckets, problem aware, solution, unaware, problem aware, solution aware. And then of course you aware, <laughs> right? You're the best person to help them with their nightshade <sighs> issues. That's why you have problems with raw potatoes. <laughs> like, oh, I had no idea. Email marketing is tough from figuring out what freebie to create to actually getting people there, signing it up, and never mind when it comes time to send that weekly newsletter, having the nerve to go ahead and hit send. You know what shouldn't be tough? Figuring out how to do all of those stuff in your email service provider, which is why I want you to check out ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the only email marketing software that was created by a pro blogger for pro bloggers, and they make it ridiculously easy to find out what your open rates are, have multiple freebies, but only send your welcome series once so you don't seem like a weirdo. And of course, guys, they come with stunning free landing pages. And guess what? As a listener of Inbox Besties, you can actually get a free 30-day trial to take a look under the hood to see how much easier it is than your current email software is. So head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK to claim your free 30-day trial of ConvertKit. Once again, head on over to katedoster.com forward slash CK and claim your 30-day free trial now. So we realized now that 
basically everyone knows I like to say that being on your list is a privilege. Remember now that being able to be in your audience and actually being able to give you money is a privilege. And so we're making sure that it's not that we are shutting other groups of people. Cause I know a lot of us are really big hearted and we want to help everybody. It's really thinking mm-hmm. about, but who can I help the best? Because just like you had said, you don't want to waste anyone's time. And that's really where it comes down to. And it's not like, oh, like screw them. They're helpless. They will find another expert. They will find another person that can help them. And again, it could be boredom. I know that we talk a lot about business to business, but you know, if your mm-hmm. people aren't into like cricket and scrapbooking, but they're into crocheting, it'll be somebody else. Or maybe they like scrapbooking, but they hate the cricket. Like they will find mm-hmm. another person. It is okay. And it'll be all good. So now that we kind of know, okay, I'm not going to go in if I'm targeting people who aren't aware that it's an issue that they're having. Like they know something's wrong, but they don't exactly know what is wrong. What Mm -hmm. type of content should we be creating? Uh, How often and where? So, you know, just really easy questions to fire off. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, I love this stuff. Uh, And I could talk like, 16 days over it, but I'm going to keep it as as short as you can. So the type of content that you must create to get the attention of the person who, by the way, is already buying a product that's very similar to yours, right? They already exist. I just wrote about that um, the other day of saying, there's no such thing as building an audience. The audience exists. You just need to get in front of them. Um, And they are already listening for, they are already looking for content like the one that you're about to produce. So rather than trying to create like major, you know, thought leadership pieces, all you really need to do is echo what's going on in their head, echo what they are saying to themselves about that problem that you have. And I would usually call that create uh, content that is around the symptoms and the problem instead of creating content around the solution and the cause because they don't know about the cause they don't know about the solution but they do know the problem they're experiencing and they have symptoms so when you go to the doctor you don't show up assuming you actually do that you don't go to the doctor and say i would like you to prescribe me xyz They'd be like, uh, no, first they're going to ask you, well, what do you feel? Do you get this? Do you get that? So that's how you have to speak with them. So you don't know that you're supposed to go to the internal medicine specialist versus a dermatologist when you have a flare up because you're assuming it's a skin thing. Turns out it's not. <laughs> it's a stomach thing. But you don't know that. So you have to talk about the rash and not talk about the intolerance. Does that make sense? So like, how would you talk about the rash? If that makes any sense? Is it like three reasons you're getting a rash and you don't know it? Or like, I know that people are wondering like, but how do I formulate that into like a content bucket? Exactly. So uh, the way I have uh, the content system that I teach inside of Beach is and the, is the, the way to turn the idea into an actual content that, that's in the preview that's included in the giveaway. But the way I like to structure the content is this. I have my symptoms, which we come up with by examining every piece in your product and seeing what outcome that is and what problem that specific thing solves. And if I look at that problem, if I look at that, what their feelings, for example, like the rash and whatever, and I then plug it into, what would this sound like if I'm completely unaware? What would this sound like if I am problem aware? 
what would this sound like if I'm solution aware? And then you would tweak the, the headline and the contents of that, con of that piece of content in a similar way. So what I talk about the rash, absolutely. Three things that rash is not. It is not like blah, blah, blah. It is not blah, blah, blah. It is not blah, blah, blah. And instead, it could be one of these. And if that is the case, you're going to click here to read more about blah, blah, blah. And so you have to do that in a, in a storified manner that I know you talk about a lot with your um, moments. You know, something very similar where you kind of say, you're supposed to be going out on this hot date and now, you know, you can barely touch your skin because it's so sore. Or you have arrived at this conference like I was last week and you realize that you did not bring, that you left behind your cleanser and now you've used the hotel thing and now your skin is like not only red, but it's also purple. <laughs> so like completely reacted to this. So you've got to do that moment, that storified version of the symptom and talking as much as possible on the feelings because people connect with emotional content way faster than they connect with rational, intellectual, blah, blah, blahs. So that's what I would do in the content. Well, I absolutely, I love that. Like, cause then they're going to think, oh my goodness, like, is Naima, is she, does she have a camera in my hotel room? How does she know that that <laughs> happened? Like what, what's going on? And that's always what I tell my students, especially with the headlines. And if they're going to sell on the thank you page, I'm like, you need that sentence right after your freebie is coming. Cause they need that confirmation that everything works. You need it to be something that grabs them by the eyeballs. And they're just like, how did this person know? Like that, that's what we want them to have. It's not like, oh, are you sick of your clutter? It's, are you tired of getting nailed in the face with cereal boxes every morning? Like you want a scene that they are used to because that's more impactful. And so I absolutely love this. So we may know again, the style of content. So would it matter the format that we're putting this in? Like, do you recommend like, we got to do video, we got to do audio. If it's not a TikTok, it's not worth it. Like what? where are we putting this and how are we putting this or does it matter? Uh, so two things matter. One is you've got to do what you are most comfortable with. If everyone's telling you, you got to have a YouTube channel and you're like, yeah, that's not happening because I only feel like I have a good hairy day, like every third week of April and that's it. Right. That happens. Uh, so that, that's, um, it, it's not sustainable. So I would not attempt to create in a format that you're not comfortable with. Okay, you of, often say that you're a talker. So what I would do is use the medium you're most comfortable with. Some people prefer writing. So you start with, uh, if, if writing is your strength, then you do that first. If speaking is, is your thing, then you speak into your voice memo. Maybe you could do a private podcast, which is like my latest thing. I love private podcasts. Um, and if, you know, turning on the selfie camera and just talking at it is your thing, then that's what you do. So you start with where you are most comfortable. So that's the first part of it. And the second part is where is your customer? So if I'm targeting busy moms, I cannot have them sit through hours of video. They don't have time. Um, instead, if it is a super busy mom, then what I would do is, for example, busy mom getting organized, you know, and find more time in your day. And then you give me like a, you know, 45 minute workshop to sit through. That's not going to work. So in that, so you would probably then choose an audio uh, format for that, 
for that busy mom. Um, you would use a checklist. You would use a Trello board. You would use something that helps them consume it because that's the trick, Kate, as I'm sure you know. Writing and creating content is one thing, but making sure that it actually gets consumed is the bigger problem to solve because we can all write beautiful pieces because if they don't consume the content, then they are not traveling along that qualification road, right? They're not move, you're not moving them from one spot to the next in your funnel. So it's important that um, you create to your strength, but you also create to the convenience of your customer, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that you get this question. And so I want to know how you usually answer it. What if they're like, but I don't know where my people are. What's your response to that? Okay. Well, um, (laughs) your people are in probably one of three places, right? They are either already in your network, in your world. So if you post whatever to your personal profiles, your Instagram or whatever, as long as what you are posting resonates with them, they will likely engage unless you're talking about how to cure warts and no one wants to admit to having warts. So they may not click like, (laughs) so you need to be also careful what you say and what they're able to engage with public. So that's the first one. The other two is they're either on a social network of sorts. So they're scrolling or they're searching. They're scrolling or they're searching. If they're scrolling, then what you want to, um, if they're scrolling, it could be on Instagram, could be on TikTok, pick one place where you're going to be consistently. And everybody hates that, where you're going to be consistently and give them interruption proof content when you're on social what's that? meaning. Ooh, what's interruption proof content? Well, when, when, when you're, when you're on Instagram or on TikTok, right, you're not looking to buy anything. You're not looking for a solution. You're just hanging out. So whatever piece of content you put in front of me needs to be short enough and killer enough that it's okay for it to interrupt my viewing. Does that make sense? Mm. I'm happy that you've interrupted me. So don't interrupt me and talk at me about terrible problems. Interrupt me and talk to me about aspirations. So an eczema-free life versus how to never have eczema again, right? Mm -hmm. Um, How to have smooth skin, you know, so aspirational content versus problem-based content when you are on social. If you're doing content for Pinterest, for YouTube, for Medium, for your blog, these are search-based networks. For those ones, you want to be problem first as opposed to aspiration, right? Because on Pinterest, on YouTube, you search. And you search for for a problem. Exactly. So, So those are the two different ways in which, and then, so post on this type of network and on this type of friend, you know, just the social and the the, the scrolling and the search, they will find you, but just make sure you're in one of these two. You are in both of these types of networks. But what if, and I know that technically your gift for the back to business bundle, like it's going to help fix this problem. Just again, guys, back to business bundle.com. What if we're not good at figuring out what is or producing like killer interruption proof content? Like what if we just get so in our head that it's not killer enough that we just don't post it? 
Oh, well, so you know how when you have one kid, it's like a lot of work. And then when you have two kids, it's like 15 times the amount of work. And the first kid gets like the sterilized everything. And, you know, uh, so instead of trying to write one piece of content, I say create 30. 30? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so when you start to batch produce, you stop faffing around and tinkering with the one so that, you know, it's like, oh, this is the one baby. It has to be perfect. This is the one blog post that's going to make me a million dollars. That's not real. You have to have volume enough until you find where your people are and they start engaging with you and then you can take a look at your analytics to see what's landing, what's not landing. But at that beginning part, you've got to just throw as much stuff as you can. And here's a thing. <laughs> here's a little secret. Nobody cares. Right? Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, which is great news because that means you can put out a whole bunch of whatever to see what is going to get the attention of your customer without worrying of being shamed like on the internet. Oh my gosh, did you see Naima's post? Her headline was like so bleh. No one cares. <laughs> but I, I love that. I love that mm -hmm. the good old standby that nobody wants to hear about being consistent. And I don't wanna say practice makes perfect because I know we've got a lot of people who consider themselves perfectionists, but you can't learn to swim by reading a book. You got to go into the pool. Like, I'm not telling you to throw yourself in the pool, but like you have to physically do it. You have to physically practice mm -hmm. it. Just because we had mentioned TikTok, you can watch a TikTok dance a gajillion times, but until you actually get up off of your seat and start to try to do it, it's not yep. going to work. And wouldn't you mm -hmm. want to practice when your audience is a bit smaller? That's what I tell people with their email exactly. list. Like, oh, well, how many people should I have? First of all, they don't know if they're one of one or one of 10,000. And two, mm -hmm. if I'm practicing speaking, I don't necessarily want to have the first time I ever do a speech is in 10,000 people. I want to fumble instead of five and chances are those five people know me. And so they're going to be nicer to me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. I really it, love that. You've got to take the pressure off of that one blog post or that one Instagram carousel or that one podcast episode or that one whatever because when you put that much pressure on one piece of content, it means it's like, oh, and it's the same when you're launching new products, you've got to put it out there. The reaction of your audience, even your non-existent audience, when you put it out, will tell you if it works or not. There is no way in heck you're going to know if you're capable of swimming if you're not in the pool, right? And so stop giving it like, oh, here's my one blog post and I'm going to put you out and I'm going to expect you to win an Oscar. It's, it's so unfair to that one piece of content, right? It really is. That's a lot one of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. So take the pressure off. <laughs> so you had mentioned about 30. So like how often should we be, I guess we'll bring it into two categories. How often should we be posting on social and how often should we be doing our sort of pillar content, either our YouTube or podcast or blog posts? Does it matter? Is there a magical number? Uh, is there like a minimum, a, a nice to have? What do you think? No, uh, I don't think there is a minimum. And uh, when I say create 30, I say create 30 to take pressure off the one 
um, realistically, you're probably going to end up with like six or seven emails um, or six or seven pieces of content that you have kind of crafted. Um, and the number oh, doesn't matter. Consistency, again, it, it's just being top of mind. That's the reason that you want to be top of mind. And it's okay to repost the same content after like 90 days. You can, you can recycle your stuff. You can go to old uh, blog posts and refresh them and use the same stuff. But try to be in front of people at least once a week. If you can manage once a week, then you're good to go because that's going to keep your content at least continuing. Your, your grid's going to continue to move if this is on Instagram. Um, if you are a, a blogger, same thing. There will be new things that are coming out. And even if it's not new, you're just in their face at least once a week. And the third thing of this is you should totally batch. <laughs> when you say, I'm going to sit down <laughs> and I'm going to write a course like, on batching. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> one year we did something on batching. Do you go over that in a gift for this year for the Back to Business Bundle? Uh, I don't go over You're batching in, in, in the thing. Um, well, you know what? I could add a quick little tidbit. Oh, see, it. look at <laughs> all, all right, look guys. All you're going to get everybody. a bonus on how to batch. Because we've talked about batching here on the show, but I think that it's just sort of always nice when people can see it because you don't realize how much you can get done when you actually batch. So yeah. uh, before we go ahead and say goodbye, I would love to know where people can hang out with you. And if it's after the back to business bundle, definitely tell them other freebies will have links in the show notes. And if there's any piece of advice that you could give the inbox besties to just do today, what is that action item to do today besides obviously back to business bundle and signing up for your additional freebie? What can they do today? Today, I would highly recommend that you sit down and you write down 10 symptoms that your customer who's out there getting ready to buy from your competitor is thinking. 10 symptoms of that they are thinking about in terms of the problem that they have. That's it. Just write down those 10 symptoms. And then with the idea to, to killer content that converts, you'll be able to grab one of those and turn it into a killer piece of content. So that's what I would actually ask you to do. Write down the symptoms because that's literally the most important hook that you have between you and your customer. So you can get to them before they go and buy it from someone else. Mm -hmm. So where else can people get more Naima in their life? Uh, so you can find me at naima.co. That's my website. So if you go there, you'll, and then from there, you can take a look at all of the different courses that I have and so on. And I'm naima.co, as in naima, D-O-T-C-O, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, everywhere. It's the same one. Come and hang out. All right. I will make sure to put a link to all of those things in the show notes. And could you let us know a little bit about the calculator that you have that's free? This is, if you guys have missed the back business bundle, you're listening to this a couple of weeks from now. What's that? So the, the calculator is a, <laughs> it's a thing to get you out of decision, uh, indecision paralysis or analysis paralysis. It's actually a calculator to help you decide which one of your products or lead magnets or whatever thing that you're working on, you should create next. We all know as multi-passionates, we're going to be creating a whole bunch of stuff. Because remember, one of them is not going to win the Oscar. So this calculator is going to help you decide which product to do next and it's all very scientific there's like numbers involved in things <laughs> I so absolutely love it I love it so much all right well thank you so much like I said I could talk to you for hours I know everyone loves you as well and they'll definitely be joining all of that and I'll talk to you later 
Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.